0: another episode of k-fave comparisons my name is mr know-it-all daniel john Schaefer, and i am joined here once again by the rest of the k-fave crew introducing first he is the king of the k-fave kickflip mr wex breaking the lawson wex how we doing bud
1: dude doing pretty good living pretty well looking forward to this week's episode you know been a long day at work this week uh every day Just, uh, you know, trying to get back into the swing of things and get talking some wrestling again this week, you know? Talking
0: some wrestling indeed. And also with us, as always, formerly the patron saint of the Rock Block, now the wayward son of Wartrace, Mr. (laughs) Jesse Baker. How you doing, bud? Man, I'm living great. Just...
2: Still kicking it out here in the country. I'm all caught up on TV and wrestling and all those things because that's just kind of how it is out here. Um, a lot of fun, though. Super excited about the show this week. We've got a great top five. Uh, this will be the first time in three weeks that we're not just shitting all over everything. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. our, I'm very excited about our Who Am I? And I'm very excited about our guest this week.
0: Me too, yes. The lovely... Miss Jessica Rosenberg will be joining us for the top five women of wrestling. I figured it was only fair to have a woman's perspective on a woman's topic, and I'm very excited about having that on the show later. But before we get into the meat and potatoes of the show, let's kick things off with the headlines, the haps. What's the bullshit going down these
1: days? Wex, take it away. So we're going to obviously start it off with the WWE like we normally do Mm -hmm. on this little segment here, but... So guys, obviously if you guys have been watching, you've been keeping up with the whole white rabbit thing. Do you guys think it's Bray Wyatt? Like it's is it that obvious? Or do
0: you I don't think it's, gonna it's be somebody
1: Wyatt. else?
0: I think it's somebody else. I think at this point if it's
2: not Bray Wyatt, they've painted themselves into a real shitty corner.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think it's somebody else, but I and I, I think that they probably started doing this white rabbit thing and think like and just we're just too dumb to realize people are going to think it's Bray Wyatt. And now they're so far into it that they're like, well, might as well just keep going with it. We know it's not Bray. Like, I, I really don't see it being Bray. Hopefully, I hope it is. I hope it's Bray. Um, but I, I really don't think it's going to be.
3: <clears throat>
2: yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't really have stake in the game there. I could see it being Bray now only because obviously H has made the creative decision that they need more control in the hands of people and that was the biggest problem i think with the fiend stuff in the first place is that bray had some not all but a lot of that stuff just got painted over with that wwe veneer and it kind of ruined it after a while so i could see why he wouldn't want to come back but yeah i'm hoping that's what it is because there, it's i mean unless they pull some fucking super crazy something it's going to be really disappointing otherwise
0: yeah i agree and that's the thing too is i can't think of anybody better to be in that position other than bray but I, okay, so I feel like in the Triple H mind, he's like he's got a pretty good idea and it probably is somebody good. But now that everybody's expecting Bray, it's not going to live up to that. Even though I think it'll probably be like, oh, that's not bad. <laughs> like, but it's not. I don't you know. We'll see. <laughs> Hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully it is
1: Bray. But you know, who knows? It'd be funny if it's just like edge again. <laughs> <laughs> or it's, Chris, it's Christian. <laughs> yeah, just something fucking ridiculous like that. But uh yeah, pretty crazy. But uh, one other thing that's also pretty crazy, as you know, Sasha Banks hasn't been with WWE for a while, and pe- pointed out officially on Twitter, WWE has been removed from her name, and it's just her real name now. Yeah, I think that's more. And so, uh, I'm. I don't. I, I don't think she's coming back now. Do you think she's going to come back? You think it's just like just a a, a business move?
0: I mean, they're going to keep her in, in contract prison if she doesn't come back. And I, I think that's only a matter of time before she's like itches to get back in the ring again. Maybe I'm wrong. Okay. Maybe she's just like, well, you know what? If you're going to do this, I just won't wrestle and pull a CM Punk and just wait for years. But it's going to be years and years. She either wrestles in WWE or weren't like people People are like, oh, they'll give her a release. Like we are not seeing her in AEW. Like that's not going to happen. It's like nope. they've got her tied up to nah. like what? 20. No, or something like that? I that she's just
1: I agree with you. She's going to do something outside of wrestling.
2: I honestly don't even know that she would even if she got the release, I mean maybe an appearance or something but like if you look at the landscape of things over there, it's fucking not good. So I mean it seems like it would be a daft yeah. decision if she made that move.
0: Yeah, this is definitely the roughest patch as as far as roster-wise and like roster and office relations that AEW's had up to this point. So it's certainly not the promised land that it was a year ago. Nope.
1: All right, so like I guess uh, if you want to go ahead and get in some AEW shit, uh, I think Dynamite last night was – it felt very different, but it was still pretty fucking cool. Yeah. And I felt like it was more heavy, heavily story-based. I think it had But, to be, it, very, but yeah. it worked, though. It was like one of those episodes just kind to kind of get the narrative flowing again get some shit popping off, and I thought it was a great episode. Yeah. I was hooked in. Even before I was two to three shots deep, I was still still getting it in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, i think bad. it's great yeah i mean i think it's really good um dude the whole ring of jericho thing is just absolutely fucking brilliant i think yeah. it's great
0: no it's great it's i i love it i mean that dude is a branding machine there's no way around it he's just he's the king like i mean there's gal it's like i, I almost want to it's like i don't feel like it's fair to say like chris jericho is like a rick flair or Shawn michaels like He's great. It's just like he's his own thing. Like he's just. It, Chris Jericho is just Chris Jericho. Like. And I feel like at this point, it's like even if he. I mean, remember when when they first did the Jericho Appreciation Society and we shat all over oh, it? Oh, we yeah. Were like, oh, it's terrible. Of course.
1: And it ended up being pretty damn good. Like, it oh, ended yeah. up being pretty solid. So. Same thing like, when the inner circle first started. I was like, mm, yeah, this isn't that cool. And he ma- made it oh, fucking I love the
0: inner circle. The inner circle was definitely, definitely up there for me. But. Yeah, man, it's it's rough. Um, one thing that I want to say is it does look like Soraya, Soraya, whatever it is, Paige is not going to be wrestling and she's just going to be in a like essentially like GM of the women's role. And that sucks. I'm going to go ahead and say that like I'm like I'm already out on that. Like, that, I, like That's what, pretty
1: lame. I wish she so would. Lame, wrestle. Dude. Maybe like, that's still on the cards. But as of right now, I think you're right.
0: And that just sucks.
1: Yeah, it just sucks because she was so
0: good. And listen, I, if she's hurt and she's hurt, then I get it. Like, I'm not it's not her fault. I'm just saying that, like, it sucks that we're it sucks that it's we were led to believe the heads were going to roll and she was going to, like, be in action. And she pretty much made it clear in that promo that she's not wrestling.
1: So Maybe it like, still happens down the line somewhere.
0: Yeah. I mean, give me give me a Foley schedule. Give me three matches on a con, like three matches, three years, one match a year.
1: If, I, if her and Britt Baker can even have a match, that'll be yeah. Clear. Just one, yeah, yeah, just one.
2: I think that could work. I, it just and I gotta say, and I know it was pointed out already, but like that whole in-ring segment with her last night was pretty weak. It was very know. long.
1: It, it just was, uh, it was just a a bad spot because they didn't have half the fucking roster there because of the hurricane, and it yeah, just kind of that's true. I just made it look weak because they didn't have everybody like. I think if in a, in a different date, a different situation, that segment would have worked out better. But dude, it just kind of that shit kind of blew up for him.
2: I just felt like her mic work was subpar too. I don't oh, know. Yeah. There was There's just something yeah. about it that just wasn't wasn't clicking for me. And I guess a lot of that pressure probably is coming in, like you got to answer everybody's questions oh, without sure. answering anybody's questions. You know? Yeah. But,
1: that promo was very vague. She's like, "I'm here. I'm gonna make change because I'm the revolution, and it's my house now." That's pretty yeah. much all she said. She,
2: yeah. You just took Brandy's spot.
1: <laughs> yeah. Hey, but at least she's uh, more. God, Brandy was just fucking. God, ah, well, let's not even get into that. <laughs> but uh, let's get into how fucking good Bandito versus Chris Jericho was. Like, that was a. That was such a good fucking match. It's and so if Tony good. Khan doesn't sign Bandito right the fuck now, he's dumb. He's fucking stupid. Yeah, and you need. I mean, you need the. He that needs power people, and Bandito honor. is that dude, whether it's for Ring of Honor, for Dynamite, whatever. Whatever.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, Bandito
2: obviously is a flag bearer for Ring of Honor and has been for the last couple of years. He was, like they said, 9,000 fucking times during commentary. He was never beaten for the title. Yeah, exactly. And, which, I got to say, it, the commentary is a little asinine for some of it. I love Rickabani, but the rest of it was just kind of like the other guys were playing catch-up the entire time. But, like, that storyline segment alone actually kind of had me believing that they might have just right then taken it off of Jericho.
1: No, I, dude, so many times, like, I thought I was like, Dude, Bandito's going to get it cuz he was so many very close pinfalls. Dude, it was a good match. It it really had me hooked in. And yeah. normally I wouldn't be hooked in for a random title match on Dynamite that I know the dude's going to obviously lose, but they had me. They had me hooked in a little bit.
0: Yeah. I was I mean it was it was just a really well-worked match, man. I mean it was it was just really really well done. Again, Jericho continues to innovate and change like it. And that's the thing, too. The reason why he's so good now, too, is that like I don't think any of us expect him to be, you know, a 35 year old Jericho again, you know, so like. He has adapted so well without really slowing down. You know what I mean? It's like he's still maintaining the same pace as that 35-year-old Jericho, but he's not doing the same things. It's like his evolution – he's just so good, man. He's just so smart that it's like instead of instead of making it like, oh, he's lost a step or he's he's changed where a lot of wrestlers wouldn't know how to completely change their style to where he's just literally shifted gears and style. And it's just – I mean hats off to the man.
1: Kudos. Kudos good to watch you, it's you got to really give
0: it matching. to Luigi Primo,
2: too, man. He sold that. <laughs> yeah. And oh, he yeah, 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 kept yeah.
1: spinning that dough through the entire promo until he got knocked out. He did not fucking quit.
0: It was amazing. It was amazing. It's good, good stuff. stuff, man. It's good stuff. I, I loved it. Loved to see it. Uh, what else we got on the docket? Is that about it? I
1: mean, that's pretty much it. The uh, only other thing is that Tony Khan, maybe if Juice Robinson is truly a free agent, how hard they touted it to get him in AEW also. That would be a great pickup. So, I love Juice. I absolutely
0: love him. But I gotta say, when I watched that match, I was really underwhelmed.
1: Yeah, of course. That match wasn't that great, but we know what he can do. So, it's not... That's true. You ain't gotta worry about that. You ain't gotta worry about that.
0: But I also... You know, there's certain guys that just only work, like, kind of need a smaller venue to make it work. You know what I mean? Like, that's not a slight. It's just, like, that's that's how it works. I mean, you don't keep... I mean, I don't know. It's like, you can't put, like, a... What's that Simpsons metal band? Uh, uh, yeah. uh, Fuck. I'm going to forget it now. I mean, but you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, Oakley Doakley. Yeah. Yeah. Oakley Doakley. You can't put Oakley Doakley in an arena. You know what I mean? It just doesn't, it doesn't work. I mean, guar, like, like their show is so like literally physical that like, it has to be in like a dirty punk rock venue. Like that's kind of what makes it guar. It's the same thing with certain wrestlers. It's not a slight against them. It's just that, they don't they can't wrestle on that size and I'm worried that Juice is one of those guys. He looks great in a studio, looks good in like, you know, moderate crowds, but like big arena. I, I have yet to see it. I hope I'm wrong. I hope he kills it. because I, I love his mic skills. I like I love his character. Um I think he's great. I just not sure if he can pull it off bell to bell on that large of a scale.
2: I feel like Bullet Club Juice is like some sons of anarchy light shit though. Like I kind of wish he didn't come back except what he was doing before
0: that. Like I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, him and Finley were great. I think that that would have been a great tag team to bring to AEW at the time, too. I mean, FTR with those guys would have been great. Argyle doesn't lose, man. Argyle doesn't
1: lose. (laughs) I think that's pretty much it for the news. So let's go ahead and, you know, transition over to that meat and tater side.
0: Awesome. So, yeah, this week, today we are doing the top five women of wrestling. Wrestlers, not necessarily wrestlers, but just women of wrestling in general, um, our top fives and we have a very special guest miss jessica rosenberg is going to be here with us to talk about the top five women of wrestling jessica how you doing
4: hello marks
3: oh yes yes <laughs> uh, yes, yes, yes yes hello
4: <laughs> i'm good i'm so stoked for this
3: yeah
0: i'm excited too so give us a little bit of background how long have you been watching wrestling like you know where 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 did wrestling come into the the world of jessica
4: um, so my brother's about 10 years older than me and, you know, we were having, you know, matches on our parents' bed where he was TikToking me and throwing me off. And nice. since I was, since I could walk, um, I was the type of kid that went to a girl's sleepover and left early because I didn't want to miss SummerSlam.
3: Oh, love it. So,
4: I mean, like, I just grew up on it. Um, the thing that really nailed me in when I was a kid was, um, the whole Miss Elizabeth Macho Man, Hogan, The Wedding. I mean, that's what, like, you know, fuck days of our lives. I have pro wrestling, you know what yeah, I mean?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I love it. That's awesome. Well, I am super excited to get into it. We're going to go in around here. We're going to start with number five. Um, my number five is uh, one-third of Team Extreme. It's Miss Lita. I think she was kind of the first one to not be um, – I think she was one of the first ones to be taken more seriously. I won't say that she was like – Uh, one of the first great wrestlers, because that's just not true. There were plenty of women's wrestlers that were really good at actual wrestling in the 90s prior to her and after her. But I do think that she was, her character was one of the first coming out of that, like, or even actually during that diva phase that was, like, taken a little more seriously. Like, her matches were just more, there were a lot less hair pulling and um, spank spots. You know what I mean? Like, um, not to say that there weren't any in her matches, because, unfortunately, there were in some. um, (laughs) But... But she, she just seemed more to be taken more seriously. Um, and, yeah, number five for me is Lita. Obviously, you know, it's a certain, like, part of my childhood. Um, Hardy's everything that they stood for at that time, to Them as a unit definitely added a lot of credibility to her. So, yeah, number five for me is Lita Wex. Where are you at?
1: All right. Uh, coming at number five for me is uh, more of a modern wrestler, and uh, that's uh, Candice LeRae. Ever since the first uh, match I ever saw her in, which was actually guerrilla warfare match against the Young Bucks with uh, don't want to mention his name, but uh, <laughs> she is one tough son of a bitch. And ever since then, I, I became a fan. Like she went one on one with the dudes and went toe to toe with them. And even though I mean, I guess her WWE run hasn't been the best, but everything since then. And now she's back on the main roster. Maybe she can get some good shit going. But I've been a big fan of hers ever since then. And like I said, this list is my personal favorites of people I've watched. Like, I know we got people who are been good in different decades here, this and that. But I'm going to go in on people that me personally have watched. And if you haven't watched that match, look it up on YouTube. Pro Wrestling Gorilla, Gorilla Warfare match. The Young Bucks versus the World's Cutest Tag Team. And she goes off. She goes the fuck off. Like... I recommend anybody to go watch that. One of the best tag team matches ever, in my opinion.
0: I will have to go check it out. Jessica, hit us with your very first one, your number five.
4: Okay, so y'all can hate me if you want to, but it really came down to a three-way tie for five. And there's a reason because most of them were valets and didn't wrestle as much, but all three of them were so integral to the um, basically the storyline between um, like five and six WrestleMania. So my top five is uh, Sweet Sapphire, Sensational Sherry, who was Queen Sherry at the time of the feud, and Miss Elizabeth.
3: Nice. Dig it.
0: That's solid. That's solid. That's definitely uh, legendary valets. Um, Probably, I mean, that was – I would argue that's probably the very first time ever in WWF history that they had that much focus on women.
4: It really was. um, You know, like just little things about them like – So the first woman in Mississippi to get a wrestling uh, ref license was actually Sweet Sapphire. So, like, there's so much history in there as well. And so even if they weren't technical wrestlers, the the actual love that Sapphire had for wrestling, like, she legitimately quit because they tried to break her and Dusty up. She didn't want to leave Dusty because how much she loved him and how much a fan, like— she wasn't yeah. working with him. So, like, without these women, we wouldn't have those legendary statuses of some of those wrestlers today, I think.
0: For sure. For sure. I totally agree. I don't think Macho Man is presented the same way at all without Miss Elizabeth, especially in the beginning.
1: Cherry's wrestled enough in her own right. She's fucking awesome.
0: Yeah, I mean, and I, I would argue, oh, yeah. too, that, like, and she...
1: managed so many great people dude, throughout the year.
0: Shawn Michaels needed her coming off the rockers. Dude, he did Heart not Heat, have the personality 100. until she came along. She was like, yeah, I mean, and he is the greatest it of all time. If it wasn't so. for her,
1: Booker T might have lost it after that uh, drop in his promos. <laughs> all
0: right, Jesse, who you got at number five, man?
2: I'm going to go uh, slightly a little bit more obscure, although her career was 10 years long, but entirely in Japan, and that is Megumi Kudo, okay. who is considered to be the beauty queen of the death match. Uh, she was in, if not the first, one of the first intergender Japanese tag team matches ever. Most of her career was focused on hardcore wrestling and deathmatch wrestling. Um, she just she was trained, she debuted basically by getting accepted into the AMW dojo. And she got accepted like the same day as Aja Kong and Combat Toyota and a whole bunch of other people that would go on to be very legendary in that whole thing. And her retirement match in FMW is one of the most brutal, insane situations you'll ever see it's barbed wire ropes on two sides of the ring no ropes on the other two sides explosions everywhere uh it's called a double hell match i mean it's it it lives up to the name i mean it's one of the most brutal fucking things i've ever seen you can definitely find it on (laughs) youtube uh, or on the tokyo pop fm fmw dvd collections which is what i have but magubi kudo goes into my top five for sure just because it's so different and influential
0: I've never seen any of her work, so I will definitely go Google that and hope. Me either. To see sounds other. really fucking good, though. That sounds sound awesome.
4: No I, argument for me. Love her.
0: <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right, so let's get in number fours here. Uh, my number four is probably going to get some groans, um, but I would say at one point she was arguably the biggest star in all of wrestling when the wrestling was its absolute hottest. Uh, And I'm going with Sable at number four. I think that she is trash in the ring. There's no argument about that. I'm not going to argue with you. And she, like, to me, she has so much charisma and just, like, just her actual, like, she's obviously a beautiful woman. Well, specifically for that time. But, like, she has, like, she's a terrible promo. Like, she's terrible on the mic. She cannot wrestle. But she was legit stone-cold level, like, over. Like, she was so over just from our charisma like it was like the facial expressions those kind of things like that that alone and not only that but you have this massive run you leave for like what six years seven years sue the company it's brutal it's this big like breakup then you come back and arguably have a better run like she was a much better promo when she came back I mean people kind of forget about that run that she had in like 05 or something with Tori Wilson but it was like she was good like She was a dastardly kind of like heelish Sable, too, is really cool. Like, I thought she was great as a heel. No one really talks about her return run. So, yeah, number four to me. I mean, the impact on the business, it's unarguable. Sable, number four. Wex, take it away.
1: Coming in at number four for me is a former WWE Women's Champion, former NWA Women's Champion, uh, one of my favorite people I used to love Beat the just, oh, Fuck I can't even talk right now I used to love to watch her Beat the shit out of Trish Stratus And that's Jazz Okay Oh yeah And she was like One of the f- people Like oh One of the only people Still at that time Who was still like An actual wrestler And not still doing Like not doing the diva thing Pre-diva thing If that makes any sense Yeah And yeah, she was a great wrestler, wrestled for like many different promotions. And I just, like I said, those early Trish Stratus matches when Trish really was very green in the ring, she carried those matches. And like, those were some great times. And uh, even though I know she's married to goddamn one of the saddest modern wrestlers who's still up there at NWA, Rodney Mack, man, uh, I still give her a lot of props. She's one of the best of all time. And I know she's retired now and she should probably give some advice to her husband.
0: Yikes. Uh, Yeah, no, I agree fully. I agree fully. Um, Yeah, that Tyrus match, my God.
1: my One of the worst of all time.
0: One of the worst of all time. Yeah, I have no problem saying that. One of the worst of all time. Miss Jessica, number four, where you at?
4: Number four for me is the first female Australian champ in WWE history. Mommy, I mean, Rhea Ripley. Mm,
0: I like that. I I get behind that. She's
4: the only woman to hold all four of the titles. So like the NXT UK, WWE Tag Team, NXT Women's, and the Raw Women's Champion. She's amazing. She folds people in half. I want her to fold me in half. I love her.
0: (laughs) I would agree, actually. I mean, I think that she's beautiful as well, yeah. But she's awesome. Incredibly athletic. Um, Yeah, man, that's an awesome choice. That is an awesome choice. My number four
2: probably won't surprise any fucking body uh ultra modern wrestler and i'm sure everybody thought it might be oh, higher yeah, on the yeah. list but uh be higher for you but yeah good old jordan grace i just uh I, I the first time that i remember seeing anything that wasn't just an indie match that i was like oh that person's kind of cool but the battle royal at all in and her getting paired up with dudes like brian cage and stuff like that and just immediately kind of took me as like a what the fuck is going on here? Because normally, even in intergender matchups and stuff like that, it never really went that way. And I just kind of paid attention to her career ever since. I think that for what Impact is, they have used her phenomenally well. I do wish that we would get to see her on a slightly more public platform just because I think that – I just I think it's there. I think that she does have the combination of things that it takes to do that. Uh, on wwe or AEW or wherever i do think she could fit in AEW, even though the women's division is languishing just because she is such a different persona and such a different presentation uh obviously fitness guru all that fun stuff will powerhouse and to me great in ring i think her psychology is there too so i'm gonna go jordan
0: grace honestly i'm surprised she didn't medal I'm surprised that she Uh, isn't. And and, I I, I, I thought for sure, I literally thought she was going to be your number one overall. Yeah, me too. I'm 100%. That's I I was like, very low on your list. Yeah, it's pretty low considering the massive amounts of love that Jesse Baker has shown to everyone, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I I agree. I agree. I mean, that's, 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 I mean, yeah, if you're making these lists, like, you did not have a small impact on the business, this is going to be my most controversial take right here. You're going to love it. You're going to hate it. Um, but she is inarguably the face of the women's revolution, whether you like it or or not, whether you believe it or not. And it's Charlie Flair. She's number three for me. You can hate it all you want. She is a great wrestler. There's no debating it. She's a fantastic promo. I mean, she's elevated pretty much every single person she's ever worked with. I mean, you can literally look at the like, that's the one thing that you can say about her is that like every massive program she has. There hasn't been one that, like, well, that person got buried, she just fell off. Like, not one single time. That's never
1: happened. Uh, I, I beg to differ when she won the NXT championship at WrestleMania for no fucking reason. But besides that, yeah. Yeah, but no one, that, but I'm saying no one got buried off that. Uh,
0: like, that was a bad booking choice, sure. But no one got buried I, off that.
1: I don't know what got buried, but it definitely derailed some careers for a little
0: bit. I disagree with that fully.
1: I don't think it did. I mean, I think it literally
0: boosted everybody in that match, but. That's neither here oh, nor there. Okay. You can agree to disagree. My bronze medal, Charlotte Flair, legend in the making, no doubt about it. First ballot Hall of Famer. Lex, where are you at with your bronze medal, your number three position?
1: Coming in at number three for me, uh, sort of similar to Jessie's number four. And I would say this. She's probably one of the best modern technical wrestlers of our day. And that's Diana Purrazzo. Ooh. She's fantastic. The only thing, her promo, she always sounds like she's on the verge of crying for no reason. (laughs) I don't know why. But besides that, she is just a fantastic wrestler in ring. One of the best. I've had the privilege to see her live many, many times for free because of Jesse over there. And I just, yeah, she's fantastic. Like, I can't say enough great things about her. I know things didn't work out for her in WWE. But ever since she's been to Impact, she's really took the ball and ran with it. And I would like to see maybe eventually her in a w she'd be a great boost to that women's division that is kind of in a little lull right now on the downside but maybe some soraya and some diana perrazzo and somebody else can boost it back up but asking number three for me is diana perrazzo she's fantastic yep
0: yep i think a heel diana perrazzo versus a baby face Rip baker would be amazing mm. uh, which i think eventually will happen but we will see. Miss Jessica, you're finally getting into your top three, your bronze medal, your third position here. Who will it be?
4: So number three, I actually got yelled at on the, on Twitter once for saying how amazing they were. Um, it is the EST Bianca Belair.
3: Oh, okay. OK. I'm all for so that.
4: So the reason I say this is how much history revolves around. Black people in wrestling, right? So for this specific woman, she is the second black superstar to win the Royal Rumble. Do you know who the first was? The Rock. The Rock.
3: Yeah.
4: Wow. So she's the only person of color, the only black woman to ever win a Royal Rumble match. She was, um, her and Sasha made it, um, uh, made history because they were the first black women to main event in WrestleMania. She's mm-hmm. the only person to win a four on one handicap to win the five on five elimination. She's amazing. She could keep her hair wow. how she wants to and old dusty busty. The King can fuck off. She's from Tennessee. She's from, Tennessee, right? she's from yep. She's from Knoxville.
0: There we go. I think she's actually from Brentwood, and then just went to UT.
4: Oh, it possibly she's from Tennessee. She's a Tennessee girl. That's all that matters.
0: That's true. It's very true. I mean, yeah, I, I think she's great. I still think that like, I think she's great. I couldn't put her on my top five of all time. I can I I understand all those all, but it's your, all that, it's but like personal choices here. Totally, totally. Uh, yeah, I love that choice. I, it's just I knew I want more. I want to see more. I do. I love what I'm seeing. I want to see more.
4: She's still going. I think yeah. she will get there. Like for sure. That, I just oh, have sure. awful full faith sure. in her.
0: For sure. She definitely is on the right path for legendary status. No doubt about oh. it. Jesse, where are you at? <laughs> Bronze medal. Again, we're going with a little bit of a little bit
2: of strength here, and somebody who impressed me directly out of the gate. Cut a hell of a career in WWE. Hall of Famer with very good reason, and that's Miss Beth Phoenix.
3: Oh, okay. It,
2: I feel like her style, especially at the time that it occurred helped in a transformative phase of the wwe women's division in a big way i think those matches were inherently better than a lot of what had been going on it was just yet another elevation of the stage of them actually focusing on women's wrestling and not just Braun panties matches and stuff and there was something about her presentation that i just always took seriously even when she was in hokey shit even stuff like her and santino was to me still some top-notch fucking tv entertainment for shows like raw i
0: mean
2: I just thought it was fantastic. Her promos actually not bad. No. And yeah, I, agree. Uh, it, I know a lot of people don't look at her for those, but it's really good actually. Yeah. And her in ring, I don't think anybody can argue with. And she just cut this different cloth, I think for the perception of the type of people that were a part of the company at that time.
0: Yeah, that's a really good choice. That's a really good choice. Um, we're getting into like very, very great level. Like here. when you're talking about the number two, number one spots of all time, Um, so number two for me, um, I mean, she's, she's the only woman to ever win like an actual singles title in the WWF. I mean, it's gotta be China to me. Um, regardless of how things ended the actual career and what she did in the wrestling business is not even, it will never be done again because there can only be one first. I mean, like she's just what she did was unprecedented. I don't think we're ever really going to see it again. I, I mean, and it's not really like, it's not really like anybody's fault. Like, I think like a Ray Ripley could definitely cross over and like start wrestling dudes. I think that, I think that will happen sooner than later in, in the WWE and in AEW and all that. I think it's going to, it's well on its way. Um, but I don't think that like, you're not going to have, you don't have the, we don't have the same prestige for the mid card titles as we used to either. Like we don't have, you know what I mean? Like the intercontinental title meant so much when she won it. Like it was a, everybody that had it went on to be world champions or hall of famers even. And it's like, now it's like they're trying to bring it back now that, you know, good old Papa Paul is in there. He's trying to bring things back to the way it should be, but it's going to take him a while. So hopefully we get some, first of all, there's two damn many card titles. They need to meld that down. That's neither here nor there. China's amazing. Um, regardless of what comes up on Google these days, but she's amazing. She deserves her, all of her flowers. I hope she goes in the hall of fame as a single. I think she will. But yeah, China number two overall, most influential women of wrestling for me. Um, Wex, where are you at?
1: I'm also uh, China. China's also my number two. It. Yeah, I love it. That's great. And China like was always one of my favorites growing up. I had China action figures. China was in DX. She was super cool. And even her post-wrestling, you know, stuff is a little weird, whatever. But she, I mean, she went to New Japan and wrestled and like beat dudes like. Yeah. Beat Masahiro Chono like. Yeah. <clears throat> fucking. What who like not a lot of like that's fucking insane. Yeah. And I did have both copies of the Playboy, I'll admit it. <laughs> Got them for Love free <laughs> from Love a friend. But yeah, I mean, China was she just like like you said, she even transcended in wrestling. She was just yeah. this fucking just larger than life super icon. Yeah. Even when she was doing like even on her like late WWE when she would come out with like the fucking bazooka and shoot the things. Like that was still cool. Like China has always just been super awesome and like i can't even know like whatever she did what she did but you know you know do what you want to do
0: for, for sure man for sure it's like i feel like she gets way too much uh like heat for her life ending the way it did but it's like look how many countless male wrestlers ended their life pretty exactly similarly. Like, and then like they, they don't get judged nearly as harshly. got
1: screwed over by the wwf and that sent her literally into a down spiral yeah i mean your boyfriend I mean, cheats on you with the boss's daughter. Like, it's you're doomed.
0: It's rough. It's rough. It's rough. Jessica, you're number two. You're silver medal. here.
4: So, for silver, I wanted to pick somebody that I didn't think you guys would pick. I knew China was going to be on there, so it hurt my heart not to include her. But my silver is, uh, between two promotions, a 10-time winning champion is Mickey James.
3: Ooh, good, good. Ooh. Good. good, good Good call. Good
4: call. So five-time, um, women's champ, divas title. They said that, um, she was one of five to hold both the women's champ and the divas title, which is pretty cool. Um, TNA, you know, Impact Now, like Ring of Honor, she's been on every single promotion. I don't think there's really been much of a place where she didn't just excite the audience and perform, um, yeah. She was the first member of the gathering that was ran by Raven. So there's a little ECW history in there, too. I just think she's great. She's on her, I think, her like retirement tour basically, like until she loses. And that's when she's done. Um, Her outfits are fabulous. And I just love her.
0: Yeah, that's great. That's a great choice, man. Got to see Mickey James in person several times. It was always impressive. She was never bad, ever. So yeah, good call call jesse where are you at silver medal silver medal goes to the belt
2: drop herd round the world one and only medusa michelli aka alundra blaze i don't think it's arguable to say that when wwf wanted to get back in the business of women's wrestling after the moolah wendy richter days that medusa ate alundra at the time there was the absolute focus of that and they got to bring in some heavy hitters like i was always a big fan of bull nakano I love mm-hmm. Leilani Kai. I yeah. think there are a lot of talent that they got to bring in because Medusa was there and they actually finally had somebody that could work with them and they needed people she could work with because she was just so far above a lot of the other people that they underrated were Underrated seller
0: underrated seller.
2: Oh my gosh. Yes. And like Bertha Faye, as much as it was a, sort of a joke, like was still, those were some really good matches. If you go back and watch them psychologically speaking, they were tremendous. And that was somebody that everybody was a fan of bringing in too, by the way. But Obviously, the WCW move, a lot of people look at it as trashy, no pun intended, but, you know, only certain people could have that kind of an impact by doing something like that, and she was kind of in a league of her own at that point in time, and WWF was not focusing on women's wrestling at all. WCW was attempting to, and they brought in, in my opinion, some better talent. I mean, Akira Hokuto's of the world that actually got TV time on national television. I thought that was trailblazing. They could have gone a lot further with it than they did. But even later into her career, a lot of the stuff that she did, like, if you could have a passable match with Disco Inferno, then. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no kidding. So,
2: Medusa, silver medal, top five women in wrestling.
0: Yeah, for sure, man. Definitely broke the mold. Some of the, I mean, honestly, especially those Bull Nakano matches, I feel like, you know, we, we just weren't ready for it. Fans were just weren't ready. Yeah. We just weren't ready for it societally because they were good matches. I mean, they, I mean, they, I mean, you can't count compare them to what the ladies are doing today, but it, at the, I mean it, it was revolutionary at the time. Uh, well, where a lot of that started, you know. Yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. That's a great pick, man. That's a great pick. Well, here we are, number ones. I'm very excited. Uh, these lists have been very diverse. Last last week, we kind of had a, we were kind of all singing the same song a little bit, but um, this has been great. Uh, my number one overall is we're going on 25 years now, and I mean, I know her last name is McMahon, but dude, you can't deny the character, the absolute stand. Like, imagine being Vince McMahon's kid, dude. How many second-generation wrestlers can't get out of the 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 shadow of Shawn Stasiak, let alone Vince McMahon? And she did it. Not only did she do it, but like, she is just it. Like, she is just as like people that don't know wrestling, know Vince McMahon. They know Stephanie McMahon too. You know what I mean? Like, they know her. Like, it's not – even if even if you, you don't watch wrestling, she's just part of the lexicon, man. And, like, to, to get to that level, yeah, sure, you know, she's a daughter. She's going to be in a position of power. But she has never one time dropped the ball. Not once, not ever. I mean – and that's the thing, too. When she gets in the ring, she's really good. She's a really good wrestler. It's kind of insane, actually. Like, she hadn't wrestled for, like, I don't know, eight years, nine years, something like that. And then she came back and wrestled Brie Bella, and it was a good match. What? Like, how? 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 Uh, it was so so good, man. Hats off to her. I mean, the the uh, amount of contribution. I don't think any woman in ever in, in wrestling at all has contributed more to the pro wrestling business than Stephanie McMahon. Has to be number one for me. Um, yeah, man. Number one overall. Stephanie McMahon, Helmsley, Mama Steph. Now that we got Papa Paul. So, um, yeah. <laughs> Lex, number one overall. Where you at, baby?
1: All right, so coming in at number one for me, uh, I'll go ahead and admit it, I did not know her until she came to the WWE, but ever since then, I have been a fucking huge fan, and that's Asuka. Or Kana, whatever you want to call her, and she's the first women wrestler, like, I can remember buying a t-shirt of and, like, making sure to go out and get the action figure, and that NXT undefeated streak was so fucking amazing, and then One of your fucking picks had to ruin it, Daniel, but, uh, (laughs) uh, just, they, they, like, it was fucking stupid how they ended that, honestly, but just, Uh, her work, and the thing is, not only her work in WWE is amazing, and she just fucking whoops ass, like, she's had matches against, like, Minoru Suzuki, and, like, fucking Tomoro Ishii, and went fucking toe-to-toe with those dudes, and really laid it in, and, man, like, I, She's one of those wrestlers, like even till this day when she's on WWE, which, you know, she's been out for a little while and she's on there here. They're like, I always love to see Asuka. She's fantastic. Hopefully, you know, she does one final like run in Japan or something before she fully retires. She is my number one favorite women's wrestler of all time.
0: Nice. Solid. I like it. I don't actually. You know, I don't really like Asuka. I hate that. But you know what? Personally, uh, that's great. I fucking love Asuka. I know you do. How, how can you hate her? I don't, okay, I don't hate her. I just think that she's overrated. I don't, I don't, I think she's a good wrestler. I just don't think she, she's that great. And I don't, I, I, I mean, I just don't, I don't, I can't get into that character. That's just not for me. I understand that a lot of other people like it. And that's fine. I just, I don't.
4: But yeah, you love the nepotism baby Charlotte Flair. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Make yeah
4: it much makes better sense.
0: promo, much better character, much better storylines.
1: Shit on my
0: foreskin. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, I love it. All right, Jessica, number one overall, I'm very interested to hear what you have to say.
4: It was really, really hard to choose who my number one is because I had a list of like close to 50. Um, but I'm going the nostalgia route. I'm going personal favorite because they were such an integral time in that time, in that whole span that they were, um, active. So my number one has already been said, but it's miss congeniality herself. Two, 214 hall of famer Lita. Like Mm, she had me with the whale tail. Like, Oh yeah. You know, I'll tell High-flying TLC match, one of the only women in the WWE, like, universe to be in a TLC match mm-hmm. um, at the time, uh, just high-flying, like, it was just amazing, and the, plus the storyline between The Edge Everybody knows that crazy promo where they're in the bed yeah. and, yep. you know, Ric Flair comes out and it's like, oh, we're going to see some Lita titties and no, she's got a shirt on. You know, it's like that's the part of like wrestling that you're like, oh, this is kind of naughty. I kind of yeah. like this. Yeah. Kind of like, oh, shit. No, I'm an asshole. <laughs> she's, she's the greatest. Greatest ever. Go, Lita. I love her.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. Definitely hey, don't hate she it. I mean, started she started the my trend of wearing sure. the thong like – Out above your pants.
4: Yeah,
1: that's a whale tail, my dude. The whale tail. tail, That's it. The whale whale tail. tail.
0: The whale tail. It's nice. It's good stuff. (laughs) It was solid. Iconic look. Jesse, you're number one overall, baby.
2: Take us home. This was pretty difficult, but... And we did touch on her earlier. She was part of one of the lists earlier. I got to go with the queen, the sensational, our sister, Sherry Martell. Mm. Nice. 100%. Uh, Not only because of a fantastic wrestling career... That unfortunately had gaping like absences. Uh, firstly, due to Plowboy Frazier breaking her leg in a battle royal, and she was out for the. Some people say six months. Some people say two years. It was a long fucking time. And that was like as she was coming up through the territories, and she was in a twenty-one person battle royal at that time in the South. I'm just gonna throw that out there. So yeah. she's already being integrated with the boys. Every, she had everybody's respect. She had everybody's yep. trust. And. I think without that gap, we probably would have seen a lot more of her in-ring. But in-ring, she was still very formative in early Vince McMahon-era WWF as well. And it's just one of those things that I think that the in-ring thing could have shined a little bit brighter. But no one can argue with the valet presence of Sherry Martel in any instance. I mean it doesn't matter what version you're looking at. I, I, to be able to leave WWF after a run with so many icon- – I mean Macho Man Randy Savage, Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase, Sean fucking Michaels, to leave and then go manage Harlem Heat to 10 different tag team championships and, like, through a bunch of different turns and twists and storylines and things too. I just – to me, there's no arguing her influence on the business, and for somebody to have been able to make it in that era of the politics and the bullshit backstage and the good old boy days of wrestling – I think speaks a lot to her strength of character and just her being a badass. So I'm going Miss Sherry
1: Martel. Hell yeah, yeah. Like that's that. a good one.
0: Yeah, that's a great pick, man. I mean, again, you're you're totally right. There's Hall of Famers that are uh, legends that wouldn't be legends without Sherry and her involvement for sure. Absolutely. I mean. Again, I can't say, I mean, I'm, everybody knows how much of a massive HBK mark I am. And I honestly believe that without Sherry Martell managing him right after the barbershop incident, he doesn't get over as the heartbreak kid. It doesn't happen without Sherry Martel. It just doesn't happen. I mean, even down yeah. to the music, she was the original singer on the song, you know? Yep. I mean, it, it doesn't, I mean, she, the song that he still uses today, like 35 years later or whatever it is, you know, like, it's
1: just well, Let's insane. not
2: forget the Vince McMahon version. yeah. That's oh, what I was going to say. Vince <laughs> did it too. That's oh
3: God, great. That's so and,
1: and Sherry Martell also wrestled my uh, pick last week in our guest, Who Am I? Candy Divine back in the yes. AWA. When you guys didn't know who she was. Yeah, I didn't know who Candy Divine was. That's my bad. Nope. Sorry. AWA championship matches with Sherry Martell. Like, that OG right there.
0: Big OG. Man, this has been great. It's been great doing this list. Um, I, I, you know, the past couple weeks, we've just been kind of poo pooing on things. So, um, I've, I've been enjoying that as well. And we're going to get back to that at some point for sure. Um, but before we do, before we wrap this episode up, we're going to do some games, man. We're going to start with who am I? And it's the ECW championship uh, edition, right? So I am super excited about this. Jessica, if you don't know, um, the way it works is I give you three facts, And then you get three yes or no questions, and then you get three guesses to guess who who I am, essentially. All right? So I'm going to kick things off here. Is everybody ready? (laughs) Yep. All right, here we go. Yep. I was the PWI number 22 um, in the top 500 in 2003. I am a two-time ECW champion, and I am a 27-time... WWF Hardcore Champion. Who am I?
4: Mm. Sorry, can you Uh, repeat the very last part?
0: I'm a 27-time
1: WWF Hardcore Champion. Do I work backstage for any major promotion these days? No. Okay.
2: Do I run... Or do I very frequently guest on a radio show
1: that's super popular? Nah, cause be, no, because that beat – no, because he that's also it. works backstage. No. No.
4: Oh, I get a question now, don't I? Yep. Mm-hmm. Do I still wrestle today?
0: No.
1: Okay. Were both my title reigns with the original ECW? Yes. Okay.
0: Great questions, guys. Great questions. You're doing a fantastic job.
2: Was I formerly in the WWF under a different gimmick?
1: Yes. Ooh.
2: Am I PJ Polaco?
1: No. Damn. Mm. He was only a one time.
3: Yeah, that's what I thought. But hmm, was I in WCW? Yes. Okay, I think I know it. I'll let you guys ask your questions
4: though. Oh. Mm. Um. Ooh. Um. Did I have the longest single reign?
0: Not. I don't think so. I'm not. I'm not positive about
1: that, but I don't think so. Hmm, man, this is getting tough. Uh, yeah, mm, was I ever a tag team champion in ECW?
0: In ECW?
1: Yeah. Yes. Okay.
4: Did I ever partner with Mick Foley?
0: Um, I'm not 100% sure about that. You definitely didn't win the tag titles with with Mick Foley.
3: Okay. Fuck, I thought I knew who it was and I realized it's wrong. Now I don't know.
2: getting really tough uh i think i i mean i asked all my questions uh
1: did i wrestle for tna yes okay i think i know who it is now go for it wex can i go ahead and take the guess take a guess sure
4: go ahead i can't think of a question raven
1: yes it's raven ah, f- well done. My, my last part, lifeline was going,
4: 27 hardcore
1: titles. I was like, dude, that's like, what was throwing me for the two people.
0: I mean, you got to remember those days in like 99, 98, 99, where they would just like do it on raw, where they would just flip, flop, flip, flop, flip, yeah, flop, like flip, I flop. remember
1: that he would win the title like three times in a match and then yeah. he would start off and then lose it three to four times yes. and win that it was kind of his gimmick. Game. Yeah. 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 And he would bring the shopping cart full of all the shit. Yeah. 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 That
4: yeah. would. Be definitely confusing if they flip flop so much. It's like, wait, how many times did he actually have it?
0: Yeah, my lifeline was going to be, I was on the cover of a like a massively influential video game, and I feel like that yeah, one yeah, would have
1: yeah. figured yeah. it
0: out. But, um, yeah, that's it. Man, that was a good one. It was great, great questions too, guys. Really well done. Really well done. All right, Wax since you got it right.
1: Give us your who am I? Okay, uh, I'll start off. I am a two-time ECW champion. Okay. You have to give your other two facts. Oh, I'm still I'm, I was I'm giving you time to <laughs> marinate on that I like, one. Dang. <laughs> I have wrestled for almost every major American promotion except for WCW. Okay. And during my combined 12-year run in WWE, I only ever ever had one T-shirt design.
0: Two-time ECW champion.
1: Two-time ECW champion. Yes. Twelve-year
0: WWE career,
1: combined. Yes.
0: And what was the other fact? Sorry.
1: The other fact: he never ever wrestled for WCW, but basically every other promotion ever.
0: Okay. Um, I'm going to ask your same question here. Were both of my title reigns in the original ECW?
1: No. One was okay. the original. One was the WWE ECW.
3: Okay. did i run my own promotion after ecw shut down yes Hmm. can i take a guess sure am i tommy dreamer yes wow well done
1: you got that pretty quickly i I try not to make them too obvious with the 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 guesses there the choices but
2: i gotta say the non-wcw is really what got me yeah, so like, I, there's really not anybody else I, I thought
1: the t-shirt first. thing would get you cuz remember he always just wore like a raw t-shirt or a but there, had that was one t-shirt mad. when he first came through that had the Tommy Dreamer face on the front. Yeah. And oh, then yeah. he never had another shirt ever after that.
0: No, he had one at the end too when he turned the uh when they turned the um the hardcore title. He literally
1: had like a picture of it was like the hardcore title with the New York license Oh, plate. the New I forgot That was a shirt. He had that shirt, shirt but, got, but he always wore like you know, just like Armageddon, whatever pay per view it was, that's what shirt he wore. To be fair, he did that shit at ECW too. Yeah, that's true. No, that was kind of great though. He, he didn't yeah. need a t-shirt. He was he you was top. Know, he was a company. He looked
0: guy. like he worked at a chain restaurant. You know what I mean? Like you wear like the jeans and like the logo. No, there was t-shirt. that one
1: ECW pay per view. He looked like he worked at fuck. Yeah,
0: I know exactly what you're talking. That's about. exactly he what it, I mean. That's so what he looked funny. like. Always black pants. It's like he straight up looks like a bar back. Like he's gonna turn up with like a, <laughs> a bus a bus bucket and like start you know Puking wiping down, down tables. People. Oh wait, that
2: happened.
1: Ah, too good, too good. He's a man of the people. That's great. Except defending Ric Flair for no reason.
0: All right, Jessica. (laughs) I know you've been preparing for this. Who am I?
4: Okay. I feel like this one's going to be so easy, but I tried to make the questions rather obscure, but I know you guys are, like, big nerds like me. So, let's see. They... We're in big-ass extreme bash on my birthday, March 8th of 1996. They had a sh- very short stint in WCW. And is currently helping a promotion, and is, but is semi-retired.
2: Was I in the uh,
3: WWE after I left ECW? Mm. I should probably rephrase that. Was I in the WWE? Yeah.
1: No. So not in the WWE?
3: Or F, like that company ever.
4: No.
0: Oh. Do I have... um? Family in the business.
4: No,
1: okay. did I ever wrestle for Ring of Honor?
4: No.
3: Mm.
1: Oh, am I a multiple time ECW champion? Of Dark Side of the Ring about me.
4: Oh, I'm behind on that. I don't know for sure. Oh. Let me let me find out for you because you would ask a question I didn't have an answer to. Sorry. Anybody got another
0: question while I'm looking for that? Was I multiple ECW time? ABCW ECW champion.
4: I think so. Let me see. I know they... Okay, so they appeared in one, but did not have one about them.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. That... That helps.
4: Do you guys want a lifeline?
0: Uh, Am I Steve Carino? No. Hmm...
1: I've asked two questions so far. I still got another question.
3: Yeah, I think I got one. I can't remember.
1: Oh, yeah. Were they they
3: a part of a group in ECW?
4: Not in... Wait, which one did you say?
3: In ECW?
4: No.
1: Huh. M... No. Am I Masanta tonight? No wait
4: I take that back. ECW definitely wasn't a group. I'm so sorry. I was thinking the other one. Even though I asked you twice. Oh my
1: god. Uh, I'm giving up on this one. I don't know. Yeah, give me a lifeline.
4: What's the lifeline? Triple crown ECW. The youngest person to win the ECW world hardcore championship ring.
3: Wait, the world the heavyweight championship.
1: Yeah.
0: Not Carino. Uh,
1: I got I got a guess. Go for it. Go for it. It's gonna be wrong though because he's went to WWE. Uh, Rhino. No. I'm out. He was
4: guess. tag team champions with Cactus Jack.
0: Oh, Mikey Whipwreck.
4: Ah, oh, got You <laughs> go. <laughs>
0: Damn, that's a good one.
4: Good job, guys.
0: That's a deep, deep cut. Yeah, <clears throat> I forgot that he was champ.
3: That's a deep cut, Jesse. You you still got one? I sure do. I once worked as a bounty hunter.
2: I once received a Slammy from WWF
3: for Best Head. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, Mike, then I already know what this is.
2: Yeah, yeah. Y'all, I, I thought about leaving that one out.
0: Should have left that one out. Al Snow.
2: That one out. Uh, you're wrong, Les. Um, Debut at Studio 54 at a show that was actually promoted by Paul Heyman.
1: I'm Bam Bam Bigelow, right? Yeah. Yeah. Best. Head. Oh, he's literally his actual head. OK.
4: Yeah,
2: I was going w- I to go with the movies that he was in two movies. He was in Major, Major Pain and Joe's apartment. And I was going to go he, with those. I thought it was a little bit more of a obscure fact, but
4: he got shot in Mexico and ended up going to jail because of it.
1: Yeah, he was there with for like bounty like hunting. hunting. Mm-hmm. Wow. Damn, I don't know. Bam Bam Bigelow was bounty hunting like that.
0: Also, yeah. apparently extremely racist. But, yeah,
1: that's what I heard.
4: What can well he was he was a uh, bounty hunter I think in Mexico and that's how in mean, somebody he was chasing after shot him and he ended up in a Mexican prison I think
0: naturally would be racist I would assume at that point there
4: you go I mean
1: he uh, guess he was truly playing the part in major pain huh yes so
0: I guess so well guys um before we get to the end here this is not really a game this is more of like a uh, a all we're gonna do an all time with this by the way. Um, we're doing factions, right? Because I think factions are kind of becoming a thing again, especially in AEW. Like, they're really kind of pushing that, uh, that vibe. And I guess in WWE as well. You know, we're They're starting, starting to, see to get a,
1: back in WWE? Yeah, well, it's we're, great. They're it start, starting so to pop back potential. up. They're starting to
0: pop back up here. So what I want to do is a would you rather, right? So I want to start with a faction that is probably the most well-known in the current, um, you know, landscape of things, and it's going to be the Elite, right? So you have the Elite, so would you rather have the elite to start a promotion with, or would you rather have the bloodline? Elite. Elite. Elite for me all day. Bloodline for me all day. All day. All day. <laughs> Especially with the is The elite Zane including
1: there. Hangman Page, even though it's like not official, but it's, it's still the boys. Well, we no. said all the
0: time. I mean, we said that it was like – I it, mean, if Hangman Page is what's going to tip the scale for you, then sure, put him in there. Like, I mean, I mean I I'm going
1: chosen regardless, but I mean I do have action figures of all of those people. I don't have a Roman Reigns toy. I have a Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn's the best part of the bloodline to be honest. That's oh, my it's favorite part. it's amazing right that now. My so god, fun. it's
0: amazing right now.
4: I – I literally, I was just like, this little beautiful creature is having this moment. Like, really, what makes the bloodline is Paul Heyman. Like, if I, that he would be the only reason I would choose that faction over elite. but like.
2: I just get so fucking tired of watching the fucking Usos, man. I'm over it.
4: Yeah, I'm kind of over it too. (laughs) Like, how can you be like the most known wrestler and your finisher is a fucking Superman punch? I don't care for Roman Reigns. I never have. I don't acknowledge the tribal chief.
0: That's crazy, crazy talk. Also, like, how? Okay, that's what I don't like. People are people just shit on the Usos. Like, oh, everything's the same. And I'm like, it's the the Young Bucks do the same shit in every match too. They have their same stick. It's no, they don't. They just do better, so it's okay.
1: It's the same thing. Now they add a few extra. You cannot tell me that the Usos versus the Young
0: Bucks would not be an absolute banger that everybody would want to see.
1: It would be an incredible match, match.
2: But I just feel like, to be honest with you. Even with the way that AEW is and as oversaturated the Young Bucks have been with that company, you still see them wrestle less. And I think by default, it makes me less tired of it. I mean, that like, makes sense. So they're so
0: overexposed.
2: They're, they're overexposed. To me are, yeah. I mean, they're all over every fucking segment on both fucking shows. And I get that. It, okay. it, also, like, I can't stand hearing either one of them talk. Like, yeah, Jimmy and Jake both, problem. when they're irritated, just seem like babies that didn't get their way when they have the mic. They're just constantly looking back, like, how did you really just say that to me? What? Don't you know who my cousin is? And it's like, just kind of silly to me.
1: Hey, I all knows I saw the Usos versus the New Day more times than I can even care for. Yeah. Like,
0: all right, well, let's keep it going here. We got the Elite. Now we're going all time here. Okay. Would you rather have the Elite or the original Degeneration X?
1: Is that just Triple H and Shawn Michaels and China? Not, nah, not the original. Going with the Elite over the original.
2: I thought you I thought just said for the going all. I thought you said we were going all-time here. Doesn't that mean that the faction would he
0: be He just all-
1: said the original. Yeah, but I'm the talking original about this. Yeah, DX. I mean,
0: but you have to talk about different variations. Otherwise, I could say the
1: NWO, and there's like 80 different ones, you know? Like, there's the original and then the other DX. Like. Yeah.
4: There's but if much you two pick ver- the well, original, versions, yeah. it evolves into what it ended up being, so you could still pick them. You don't have to if include we're everybody like
1: at first. going like the New Age Outlaws and X-Pac, Triple H, that China, that DX, yeah, I'm going that DX over the Elite. But if it's just the Triple H, Shawn Michaels, China, kind of Rick Rude, no.
2: I don't know. I might still go with original DX.
0: Nah. Jessica, where are you at on it?
4: Oh, original DX.
1: Yeah, I'm a thousand percent original DX now. That's just that's I mean come on. Not for me. Thing. I never um, really saw the original D X. They were gone by the time I started watching really watching Wrestling Hard. I was introduced to X Pac. That's when I think of DX, I think of X Pac still till this day. Okay, so how about this? The
0: Elite or the original Bullet Club
1: Bullet Club. Bullet Club, because it's yeah. Bullet club. It would there would no be there. There wouldn't be that one if there wasn't for that one. So
2: Yeah, but that's kind of not really a factor, I don't think. I mean, I, th- I still
1: think— No, that we- is a factor. It's not—that it. There whole vibe wouldn't exist. Like, they cut their teeth and made their whole fucking—how they are with the Bullet Club. It's
2: just— but Yeah, but I mean, to that same token, couldn't we say that about most factions? And then, like, original NWO, original DX? I mean, I don't think yeah. you compare them that way. I think when you compare them, you have to take into account, like, who was in it and what they— give value to your company as. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And in that case, I I kind of would have to go bloodline or, or elite rather, only because it's like the elite have much more crossover than most of the people in the OG Bullet Club. And the, the
1: OG Bullet Club was just Tomatonga, Ballet, Prince Devitt, and uh Carl. Yeah, and Carl Anderson. That's it. That was the OG Bullet Club. But that's still such an influential, like what that became, like Kind of yeah. like y'all we were saying with the first part about DX, like that became DX, and that's kind of a bullet club. Like once you got the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, AJ Styles, like psh, get the fuck out of here, Luke Gallows, like come on now. Yeah, like I said I, 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 no I, I, bullet club without the elite, no original DX without the expanded DX.
2: But if we're going just OG bullet club
0: versus the elite, I'm going elite.
1: Okay, so this is the last one. This is
0: probably the most legendary. The Elite or the Four Horsemen
3: of, like, 86? The Horsemen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Jessica,
0: uh, what you
4: uh, Like, completely ignoring who they are as real people?
1: <laughs> yes. Completely re- ignoring who they are as real We're people. We're just talking about, eight, the eight, like, the 86 version. We're not talking about the later shitty variations of the Horsemen, like the OG Horsemen.
4: Yeah, okay, the Horsemen.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean, this is 100%. No
4: debate
0: there. No debate there. Tully, Arn, Rick, Ole.
1: And but JJ, uh, goddammit.
0: Yeah, JJ. JJ is just.
1: It, I think JJ Dillon. James Dylan J. Dillon is an integral part.
0: Bro, like Ole okay. Anderson, too. I mean, if you put a picture by, like, the definition of, like, got the most for the least, it's JJ Dillon. Like, I'm not saying he didn't do anything, but he didn't really do anything. You know what I mean? Like,
2: I think he enhanced the
0: presentation of that OG Four Horseman in a very like, large way. Yeah, because of the time, and because having a manager in pro wrestling at the time legitimized it a little bit. But it, it's certainly not like like people are like, oh, he was the Paul Heyman. Like, no, he was not. No one. Nah, no he was duty. just a guy in a suit. Yes, the li- the little like the least he talked, the better. Like he would always talk a little bit, and it was never terrible, but it was never great. Yeah, I mean, but you, you don't got arm, you got cully, you, you got Rick and Arn like, why, Anderson. Why like
1: they can do all the fucking talking. Yes, everyone in there could just. Uh, yes, every single person. And Tully's g- a good promo, too, but I think An- Arn Anderson is. Arn Anderson oh. might. I might like him better than Ric Flair's a promo, to be I, honest.
3: Yeah.
1: yeah pers- personal preference. I
0: think Arn Anderson is probably the best promo of 1986. Like anybody in the business at that time, Yeah. Arn Anderson was the best. Um,
1: Jake the Snake, too, but you know.
0: Jake the Snake was very good, but I think Arn was the best. Uh, there were lots of good, really good promos in those late eighties times, man, yeah, especially
1: was like character back then you had, you had to have that good promo, especially when you got into like 87,
0: 88, 89 to where like Hogan's still very over, but he's starting to get a little more stale. Like he's start, he's not, he's not like down, but he's like on the way down. Um, like then you started having guys really, really step up and this is like right in that sweet spot before you got that early 91, 92 Bret Hart phase. You know what I mean? Like those like Hogan that was always a bad 90. promo
1: to be honest. Always. Dude, who? Like anytime it wasn't like taped or edited, it was just fucking horrible. Who what? Hogan. No, it's it's
4: he's a shitty person. Yeah, oh yeah. Shit. He's a shitty, uh, Yeah, of course he is,
0: but he's still Hulk Hogan. Like you can't, yeah. again, like you got to separate the art from the artist, man. And you can't like, the, it's like, it's like the more time goes on and the more people hate him, which is very fair and justified. I'm not saying that you should not. He is a piece of shit person. Definitely not defending him as a human being. What I am saying is like, people have a tendency as like, of the more the person becomes bad, the more they want to diminish the art. And you, you, I mean, dude, Hulk Hogan's Hulk Hogan. Like yeah. people can say what they want. Was he great in the ring? No, but like there is, we are, none of us are sitting here talking about pro wrestling without Hulk Hogan, period. Whether you liked fuck him or not. Terry. We're, just, we're just, yeah, but fuck Terry. A hundred percent, hundred percent agree, hundred yeah. percent agree. But that is going to bring us to the end of our show, man, this has been awesome. I am super excited. Um, I'm really excited for people to hear this. I'm really excited to, to shine the spotlight on the women's division. Um, Thank Jessica, you. we, we, we had a little run in and she brought it to my attention that I need to make sure to give them a little more love. And I thought she deserved to be on the show with us. And Jessica, you've been a fantastic guest. Little little golf clap around for, uh, for Jessica here. We very much appreciate having you very well done. Um, hope to have you on again in the future.
4: Yeah. I would love to come back anytime.
0: That is awesome. I'm so excited next week. We're doing something kind of similar. Um, it's going to be the top five non wrestlers in like wrestling history. So, um, production people, bookers, uh, owners, uh, managers, non wrestlers, announcers, whatever top five, most influential non wrestlers in the wrestling business. What
1: fans like, like the, sure. you know, chicken hat or green shirt guy. Sure. You know? sure.
4: The girl that writes all the naughty, uh, signs that she's it. my favorite. I
1: oh, Love yeah.
0: it. Remember back in the day when you could get away with just bringing a dry erase board in <laughs> right. Oh yeah. Oh. So smart. Like I, I remember when I saw it the first time I was like, that's that guy's genius. Like that's can't believe no one else thought about that. But yeah, top five non wrestlers next week. I am super excited. Jessica, thank you again so much for being here. Can you shout out the, like your socials if you want people to find yeah, you? Yeah.
4: Or- um, I stick mostly to my wrestling shit talk and promos um, to my Twitter, which is at Peggy Hill feet a.k.a. the American <laughs> Cream Busty Rhodes. Um, so you can find me there um, on Instagram if you want to look at my face. You can follow me at, at um, busty.shackleford.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, man, that Peggy Hill thing sent me. That's amazing handle. Good for you. Well done. Thank oh, you. my God. Thank you so much for being here. As always. You can find me at Daniel Daybreak literally everywhere. I'm um, anywhere you can. I mean, Xbox Live. I'm everywhere. I'm just at Daniel Daybreak. Uh, you can always find the show at kfab.com on Instagram and Twitter. We're at pod on TikTok. Be sure to look us up on YouTube as well. Uh, just kfab comparisons there. Um, hit the uh, subscribe or follow button, whatever they're calling it now. It's, it feels like it changes all. This, maybe it's the join button now, which is a little weird. Um, so yeah, whatever. Just you know, leave us a five star review. Um, you know, tell us how much we suck, tell us we you know what we should do different. Uh, and if you want to be on the show, just shoot us an email, kV at gmail.com. And yeah, Wex, give them a the script, baby, where can they find you?
1: You can always find your boy Wex at Wex breaking the Lawson on all of your social medias. But specifically up on the Twitter, it's at Wex Lawson, cause my shit got a little fucked up because I was talking some shit because somebody else talking some shit on Twitter. You know how it goes these days. You can post something so tame and then someone posts some like fucking crazy shit and they to stay on there but i just say like fuck a couple times and i'm done but uh <laughs> neither here nor there get up on that ticket tock. we got some more engagement last week and like daniel said get on the youtube you could seem to get a little bit of spike recently in some of these top fives people dig in the format and i'm digging the format
0: yeah boy jesse baker where can <laughs> folks find you now that you're off in the holler
2: oh man it's the same place on the uh, on the cyber world which is where everything's in the most important right say yep. fuck a couple times and you just you know go away um exactly. it, at jesse baker nash at instagram and twitter just regular old jesse baker over on the facebooks and uh yeah follow that youtube and join us yeah
3: <laughs> it's
0: gonna be good stuff um yeah so i'm gonna go get some rest and uh we'll see you guys next week
4: we're out fight with me in the tiktok comments everybody come follow me we'll have it out on tiktok maybe we'll all get blocked
0: Love it you.
3: We'll see you next week. Holla. Peace. Peace.